I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Syracuse beats the Chokies in dominating fashion, 78-60. to Roasting the turkeys in a total team effort. You like that? Roasting the turkeys? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Thank you. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you and fan feedback, and Syracuse will travel to Charlottesville on uh, tomorrow to take on the 13th-ranked Virginia Cavaliers. We'll tell you what we think about that. The win has pushed Syracuse up to 35 in the Ken Palm rankings and 36 in the net, so back up there in in some decent territory, you know, for right now, so we will see how that goes. And uh, the women's team, the last time we were, last time we mentioned them, I guess, they were going in to play number one Louisville. They hung tight with Louisville for a little bit. It wasn't terrible. They didn't get slaughtered. Um, But they they showed up. Today they go and um, they they work their way back into the game today. Uh, Tiana Manjikahia, she didn't, you know, she ended up falling out in overtime. They ended up losing in overtime. Um, But, you know. Yep. It happened. I think she only scored like two points, something like that. She just didn't have a good game, but um, still though, yeah. still look, days like that. Yeah, they have. You're gonna have days like that. They still look good though. So anyway, uh, what else, Joe? Tis it? Yeah, their next game is against Pittsburgh on Thursday. Okay, Pittsburgh on Thursday. I kind of dig too the, you know, the Sunday, um, basketball game. Early afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of nice when there's not, you know, a ton going on. It's kind of nice. So, all right, let's take a look uh, and listen to what Coach had to say after the win against Virginia Tech. Uh, You know, obviously the defense, we started slow. We gave them four threes right in the beginning. And then the rest of the game, they were like, I think, four for 25 because we just did a better job of getting them off their spots. The defense was just the difference. We made some really good steals. Uh, Marek was really good down low. Um, and offensively, we wanted Marek to go against their bigger guy. 
and he got him in foul trouble. The guy's a really good player, and he got him in foul trouble, got him kind of out of his rhythm. And then Quincy, when they went small, Quincy just dominated inside. Um, again, Kadari came in, gave us a big lift um, at both ends. Got in a little foul trouble, but uh, negotiated that. Allen was really good. This was his best overall defensive game, rebounding. Um, he, he just was really solid. Uh, Buddy and Joe didn't shoot well. We didn't shoot well, but that's all right. Our defense was good, and that, that was the difference in the game. I thought Allen was really good today. I thought he really rebounded. He, he, uh, you know, he just really did a lot of good things. And, you know, his last game and was not good, and uh, you know, he uh, he really bounced back tonight with a with a really good game. Everything, every game is different. You know, their strategy. They shoot. They shot 37 threes against us last year and 34 threes against us last year. So we knew. They were going to do that. They actually uh, only took 29. So, but that's what their strategy is. They're going to try to score. And, and what happened when they did get inside, we made a couple really good blocks early, a couple really good blocks, and they missed a dunk. And then, uh, again, Aluma, you know, he had some good looks in there. He was just in and out, you know. But we're trying to have them make tough twos in there rather than open threes. That's the thing we don't want. We gave them open threes in the beginning, they can make them. So we took the open threes away, and then we, you know, did a good job of covering up in there on their big guys, and we did a good job rebounding the ball. You know, I, I you hit the hit it right on the head there. The Allen was blocking shots all night. He's like six six guy. He's blocking shots coming over. Marek's trying to stand the guy up, hold him, and then Allen's coming over and blocking shots. I mean, he did a great job. He really was phenomenal today on that defensive end, steals and blocking shots and getting up on guys. We did a really good job guarding their three-point shooters. They missed some that were open, but after you've missed, after you've been contested a lot, then all of a sudden you do get an open one. It's a little bit harder, but uh, you know, and they miss some. I mean, you know, sometimes that happens. You know, sometimes teams make some against you, and sometimes they miss some, and they miss some. All right, the Coach Montage is brought to us by Bet Online. You might not be able to get to a game this year. I see a lot of Bills fans over there in Arrowhead Stadium. They're getting it. Right now, it's going to be deciding the extra point. Deciding the extra point, it's going to look like 14 to 9 here. Um, And he might have been down. I don't know. But a lot of Bills fans there, so they're getting to a game. But if you can't, head over to Bet Online. Uh, you can still get in on all the action over there. They're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coach and props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you. Bet Online. Okay. So, as I was. The good, the bad, the ugly, Joe. Uh, the list is long. 
Syracuse beats a ranked team for the first time this year, most notably. Uh, a total team effort, like I said in the beginning, the best full game I think I've seen them play all year. The Orange were 57% from two, going 24 for 42, leading to 46 points in the paint. Syracuse put a couple guys in foul trouble driving to the rim, 82% from the line as a team. Dolajai, uh, 18 for 22, by the way. Dolajai, 8 for 8. He was fantastic. He was aggressive on offense. He finished with 18. Q, 20 points nine rebounds seven for nine from the line griffin he had a field day you heard coach talking about it put together a double double 15 points and 10 rebounds actually three blocks away from a triple double that would have been something richmond Mm. 13 points in 15 minutes and again the kid's a game changer period i i don't know what else to say uh the battle of the boards ends up plus two in favor of the orange the bad uh, if I want to be picky, I would have liked to seen maybe some Jesse Edwards get some burn, maybe a little bit. I don't know. You know, it seemed like could have maybe would have could have should have. Yeah, he got two minutes. I don't even think he registered a minute. No, he did. He got two. You're right. You're right. No. You're right. So the ugly Tech came into the game shooting 46 percent from behind the arc. How about eight for 29? That's only good for 28 percent. 12 of 32 from two. 37.5 percent. The Syracuse defense. It was energized. It was active, and it made the hokey de- hokey off. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Fence, rather, look ugly. Joe. Sir. Syracuse has strung together two wins. And by a total, by the way, of 44 points. The offense has been good, uh, but the defense the past couple games obviously has been exceptional. Um, and how about the aggressiveness of Mark? Okay, because, you know, we've talked about it. You heard Coach talking about it. He definitely hit a new gear against Virginia Tech, but can he keep it going? Because, you know, the game plan was for Mark to do just that, and he went and executed it perfectly. Yeah, the again, to what Coach talked about, it's all going to be about the game plan. Every matchup's different. This is a good matchup for our big guys. He thought that 
he could get a Luma in foul trouble and then Doljai could be able to drive on him and take advantage of that situation, which which happened. And it was just a good matchup for us. The last two games mm-hmm. really were. Um, but I just like the fact that we kind of transitioned the way that we played offense to kind of fit the matchup and fit our strengths. You know, you saw whenever anybody knew they had a matchup, they were trying to post up, get down low, take advantage of, of that mismatch. Um, and we saw that because, I mean, when was the last time we've only taken 13 three-point shots in a game? Hey, look, uh, I know. Uh, and I'm okay with that, especially in a game like this where they just they see what the weakness is and they attack it. Uh, we had 64 of our 78 points came either inside the, the lane or at the free throw line. So um, that's good. And we've talked about going to the free throw line more and, and getting those getting those free uh, those free points free and points, 18 to 22. That's pretty good. Right. So and just again, you see the defense and, and the defenses of activity. They're just way more active. Uh, seven steals and eight blocks to what Virginia Tech's two steals and zero blocks. Uh, Virginia Tech, I think, had 10 turnovers to our eight and we out rebounded them. So. Usually when we win those type of stats and that's kind of what the box score looks like, then usually um, we, we end up on top. Uh, but, again, the weird thing was only the, the 13 three-point shots. But, again, I don't care. You know, Take it how we, how we need to do it. Uh, the guards were shorter than us. <clears throat> Their forwards are shorter than us. We were aggressive. Quincy, again, looks like a man amongst boys. And, uh, yeah. I mean, there's really nothing you can complain about as far as that game goes. Yeah, not a whole I, lot to pick on. Like I said, it would have been nice to see Jesse get some burn a little bit. But, you know, um, by the way, Syracuse has a team right now shooting 79% from the line. You got a few guys in the 80s, Joe at 84, Mark at 85, and Buddy at 87, and even Alan Griffin's at 82. So, I mean, yeah. that's essential, man, getting there and doing that. And um, I think it has to be – I mean, I know the matchups are, are going to be different and all that going going forward, especially what we got coming up, and we'll talk about that. Because, right. you know, uh, like you said, the last two games were were unfortunately bad matchups for Miami and for Virginia Tech. As good as Virginia Tech is, just not a good matchup for them. Great for us, obviously. So, Well, not when they're shooting threes like that, too, so – yeah, which they don't. And don't. not even that as much as Aluma. I mean, it, Coach talked about that as well. One of ten, and he averages, what, 14? I mean, he's leading scorer of the team. And he had opportunities down there. They, they had opportunities. And they even had some open three-pointers that they missed. Uh, they just didn't – the shots just didn't fall. Yeah, one for nine for him. And you had – you know, you, you we start that game and, and you know, got Aline, he hits – what like it was like three or four quick ones and then that was it pretty much he ended up going no. f- five for ten um, yeah five of ten he only had three points in the second half so second half they found him in the the defensive end so yeah um a really good game yeah i, I was i was uh be lying if i didn't say i was nervous about it and you know but we talked about it joe we mentioned what the match sorry couldn't make the live man would oh by the way yeah, that was fun. That was fun. We had the, we had like forty something people in there at one time, and uh, I want to say shout out to everybody who was there. A lot of good conversation in there, and just um, man, it makes the game so much more fun for me. I don't know what it's like for everybody else listening to me talk. I try not to talk, but as it is, 
I mean, it's hard not to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, but it's definitely more fun if I've if I've got a, a co-host with me, Joe. I mean, come on, step it up, step <sighs> well, it up. You know, I had some situations going on. So yeah. Well, um, all right. Well, let's hear from you. It's fe- fan feedback time. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. You guys know what to do. At the end of every game, I'll ask for your thoughts. Go there. Leave them. We'll look through them. Shuffle through them. Pick some at random. Read some of them. Bring those ones on, too. Uh, Jesse, top fan on Facebook. I'm glad I don't want to just bash Joe because we just got our first good win in the season. Kadari exploits his mismatch, scoring three straight possessions after Q leaves. Griffin played great D and shot well. Quincy was uh, the best player on the floor and established dominance. 20 points, nine rebounds. Best rebounder we've had since Ty Roberson. But Quincy is more consistent and can do other things. He is great off the ball. He distributed well. Uh, Either his injury slowed him down. Yeah, he goes on. But yeah, Last year, you know, we were like, what is this guy doing? We just, and he just can't play. He just can't play, right? Well, boy, oh, boy, did we see what he's like at full strength, huh, without the groin injury that he suffered last year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Jesse, he's a little tough on Joe a lot of times, and that's fine. I get Why, it. What would I do? Not <laughs> the other Joe. The other the, – oh. the, not the original JG. The, the, no. the, the JG – Three. Three. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Uh, you know, he's hard on Joe. There's a bunch of us, uh, there are a bunch of uh, the uh, listeners that are kind of hard on him. But, you know, he's he didn't do a – he did just enough on defense for me to be satisfied with, with his overall game. Joe and yeah. I, we talked. He did make some mistakes, but he was very active on defense. And I don't know what it was, but I haven't really quite seen him that aggressive on defense jumping passes and things like that. So Yeah, well, Virginia Tech early on, they had a couple little sneaky plays there where they were getting guys open at the, the top of the key where the three is and the rotation. At Syracuse, they just they weren't figuring out the rotation. And I remember specifically Joe missing a rotation and Aline hit one right from the, t- the just right from the top of the key three. And he immediately took him out. And, you know, I think it's good coaching as far as on the sidelines because, you know, they coached it up and they were watching it with Kadari so that he knew what to do when he got in there. And you immediately saw him and the defense kind of change the rotation to that play. And that started to help. And Joe, he second half, he started to get it, too. So um, I would have bashed. I mean, you can't. Okay, he scored five points. You can't get all excited about that, but no, but it's but the, it's but, if he's not scoring points in the past this year, he's not doing anything, right? And that's and again, he's just still hucking too, right? So sure, going two yeah, for exactly. Five, two yeah. for five. He realized it wasn't his game. He mm-hmm. realized the matchup, mm-hmm. and he ended up with five rebounds, four assists, and three steals. It's awesome. So he got in there and he did his uh, you know little dirty work and. He was in there with Kadari sometimes. Kadari was in there with Buddy sometimes. And, uh, yeah, at least he noticed that that's what type of game it was going to be, and he wasn't going to be the guy shooting all the shots. And I thought he played really well. The effort is free, quoting the original Joe G t-shirt. What do you think? It was there tonight. 
Hey, that's right. That was or last yesterday. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe hasn't gone to bed yet. Uh, Bob no. on Facebook says, great win, but why no Edwards? Perfect chance to get him some minutes. Right, Bob? Right? Steven. Didn't need him. Yeah, well, it's not about needing him. Exactly. Steven, top fan on Facebook. Great win. Much needed win. Both Quincy and Allen, I think, were big difference, plus excellent D. It seems uh, uh, seems someone lit a fire under Griffin, who had a great game on both ends of the court. Yeah, I mean, we've been waiting, kind of. And, you know, you can't judge everything by one game. And But y- we have been waiting for Allen to settle into his defensive role. And, you know, it takes some time. What are we, 12 games in? How many games in are we? 13. 13, okay. So... I mean, you know, that's about right, I think. I feel like that's fair, you know? Um, So, anyways, close to halfway through a normal season. And, you know, that's he's he's so talented. And he's just, just, you know, finding his way. But how about Marek and and Quincy and and, um, Griffin together? I mean, they just put on a show. I I would have to choose, in my opinion, Alan Griffin as the MVP of that game. I know you can make an argument for you can make an argument for Dolajai maybe and Quincy, but I mean hell, Quincy, he's he's killing it every every freaking game anyway. Yeah, yeah. M- Michael on Facebook, the most complete performance of the year by far. Seemed like every shot on offense was sinking and the defense was impressive and very active. Richmond looks silky smooth when driving to the basket. Let's take this momentum down to Charlottesville for another signature win. I am with you on that. Um, that would be something else. Uh, because obviously now we're talking about beating two ranked teams in a row and on a roll, and especially well, away from teams home. from Virginia too. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. You would not believe the looks I got when I went to Lowe's after the game. I wore orange shoes. I'm like, yes, Syracuse beat Virginia Tech. Yeah, I'm wearing the orange shoes. I'm going out, and I'm going to make people. But you know Virginia up. Tech's color is orange too, right? It's No, it's really not. It's really not. One of, it's, it's one of them. It's 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 – Maroon, it, which is orange. awful. <sighs> Letters are orange. Their their colors are not orange. Their col- their <laughs> color is maroon. So any, anyway, maroon. anyway, <laughs> I saw a couple Virginia Tech fans, as I do every day, with Syracuse gear. But you know, when you can walk in the lows with your chest puffed out, that's awesome. He's got a buy seller hold here too. Richmond will be buy seller hold, Joe. Richmond will be starting over JG three by the end of the regular season. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. I'm going to say a hard sell on that because what is going on right now seems to be starting to click. Bring them in when you need them. Adds that extra boost, that extra momentum, and it seems to be working. What do you say, Joe? I say that the only thing that's probably keeping him from starting is the fact that (laughs) that whole offense and – if a def- if a, if a team plays good enough against us and against Kadari, then he can really really hinder your offensive game, especially if uh, he's not hitting his outside shots. Now it was he did hit a three. Really, well, that's what I'm saying is he had a three, and then he had that one little mid range jumper that it was a shot clock violation, but he made it nonetheless. Uh, you can obviously see how smooth he is and how good he is when you know. He's driving, and then the defender, he doesn't give him enough room, and he gets by him and gets at a rim. He's just really, really good there. Uh, but if he can make a jump shot consistently to force that defender to have to step up so he can get that room, 
I mean, until that point, he's not going to be a starter. So Joe is going to have to, he's got the respect of three point line and he's not going to be to a point where the guy that's guarding Joe is just going to let him just hang out at a three point line. So until that is a factor, then I still see Joe being a starter. Yeah, absolutely. Mahir on Facebook, top fan. Love some Mahir. It was Griffin and Gary A show with uh, the theme being the two <laughs> the two D's driving and defense. Seven blocks for Griffin was awesome to see. It's nice to have a ranked win, and more importantly, to get the win exploiting a bit of mismatch inside. Forty six points in the paint and only thirteen threes attempted. One of the rare times I've been fine with this so far. Owen oh, Kadari, man, New York City guards are different. His shooting stroke reminds me of Frank Howard his freshman year. Uh, great length, awareness in the zone. He's he's like a spider sometimes the way he moves. Yeah, he just gets he just gets it, man. He can stretch and um, yeah. <laughs> and he looks good doing it. Like uh, to to your point, Joe, and to Michael's point, how smooth he is. Just the way he, just his movements and everything, and just, he's just, I mean, we're lucky. And, and he's going to be another one of those. And Joe, you said this a couple shows ago. Um, enjoy him while he's here because the kid's going to be, you know. We'll see him next year. We'll see him next year. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But we'll see what and he next does next year. year. It'll be, well, and next year is going to be a situation where Joe and Buddy are probably going to be splitting minutes at shooting guard off the bench. Uh, that's definitely a possibility. That's that's when you get that that different lineup that everybody wants to see immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, at Oil Cuse on Twitter, our boy he's a top fan too. I'm gonna give Captain Patrick the honorary, the honorary, <laughs> the honorary, the top fan status. Even though he's from he's from Twitter on this one, but but yeah, to be honest, I mean Captain Patrick sends me a Christmas card. Joe, do you get a do you get a Christmas card from from Captain Patrick or what? Do you, oh, you don't? Oh. Nobody circles the wagons <laughs> like the Buffalo Bills. Joe, is he's got about 25% interest in this show right now because he is watching this AFC sure. championship game, and uh, he hates the Bills, guys. So this is just another reason for all of you Bills fans to hate Joe. <laughs> oh, you're going to use that against me. Okay. You know that I'm in a type of Answer my question. where Dude, I win money. I understand. one of my teams is Kansas City. So I understand. Does does Captain Patrick, Patrick send you a Christmas card? That's, no, that's what I thought. Not, that's course. what I thought. All right. At Oil Cues. Going forward, if we can keep the rebounding margin close, we win. Plain and simple, he says. I'm surprised we didn't Boom. see more Buddy Braswell. And when is when is Woody Newton going to get to play again? Look. Yeah. I mean, you think about the UNC game. And what did we get? Crushed by like 17 on the boards or something like that. And how close that game was. And think about if we got half of those. That's a W. You know? So, yeah. I mean... If we keep it close, we got a shot every time. No, I yeah, think so. I think this year too, our defense has corresponded with like the rebounding numbers. When we're not playing good defense, or we're not out there giving a hundred percent effort, like we did, and being as aggressive as we've been the past two games, then that's when other teams just beat you to the ball. And it's just seemed like there's certain games where other teams have just wanted it more. And that hasn't been the case the last two games. The pit game, the first one. 
Yeah, yeah, and Pitt. Uh, Pitt's tough anyway, right? Yeah, so, they're, they're but proving I'm themselves, just, aren't they, Joe? No, they did lose to Wake they Forest. They did last lose night, to Wake but... Forest. That was an anomaly, though. They beat Duke. They they've been pretty good. I don't right. know if Champagne had a good game against Wake Forest either. So usually, when we don't play good defense, it usually corresponds with getting out rebounded pretty bad. So <clears throat> I think that both of them kind of work together, and, and again. That kind of stuff, it, it kind of works with your offense. You know, you get your confidence. When you get steals and blocks and stuff like that, that helps with the runouts. That helps with getting out and, you know, that helps with your confidence on offense overall on the basketball court. So playing defense the way that we have, I think, has corresponded with our scoring and obviously the lopsided wins the last two games. But obviously, too, I'm not going to get too over excited because we have probably the best team in the ACC that we're going to be going to play tomorrow. And um, like I said, the matchups, these are two really good matchups for us. So let's see what happens when we play against a big team like we are tomorrow. Yeah. All right. We will finish up fan feedback and we'll tell you what we think about UVA right after this. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
one more time. Let's hear from the folks over at BetOnline.net, the title sponsor for the Cuse Militia and Armchair Media. Look, you might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on all of the action at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, they're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over there today. BetOnline.net. Use the promo code armchair and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you. BetOnline. All right, Ski. Where were we? At Tony Staffieri on Twitter. Twitter. I thought Mike Young got outcoached by not adjusting his defense. The Orange picked on Cone and Couture all day. This team played at a much higher level this week, and it started with cleaning up the defensive rebounding deficits. Um, yeah, they, you know, we remember Cone killing us. I don't know if it was last year. It might have been the year before. It feels like forever ago. No, it was last year. He's only a sophomore. Was it? Okay, okay. So um, in Couture, I was uh, on Twitter and James was at the game, and he said that he the ref told him to stop flopping. That's why there was a pause in play when he hit the deck. It wasn't because he was hurt. No, I saw him. I, oh, saw, the, did? The, I saw the ref. He said, stop. Oh, stop. really? I told him to stop. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah he told him, him twice. Too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So, yeah, they didn't. I don't know if they – it's not that they didn't adjust or they just couldn't because they were just – they were they were trying to um, – but they just couldn't. But no, you know, they did some things. They just didn't make the shots didn't fall. Yeah, he but he's talking about um, uh, the defense. But the um, the shots weren't falling on offense, and there's not a whole lot you can do if you've got a bad shooting day. Then it's going to be kind of is what it is, right? Um, so and Syracuse right. did a great job there. So at biggest Cuse fan. Nice win for the Orange. They managed to win without making a bunch of threes. It was good. It was a good matchup for them. And Tech played no D for for the last five minutes. Virginia is going to be tough. Although Georgia Tech is giving them all they can handle. Yeah, I watched that game last night, and they uh, Tech or excuse me, UVA ended up winning by one. You had uh, was it two? Yeah, sixty four, sixty two. Oh, okay. Well, you had Kahi Clark. Um, had a had a rough day, but man, those guys on the inside, and we'll talk about that here shortly. Um, you know, just just, just brutal. Mm-hmm. At Cuse Waterboy shot fifty one percent, but only four or three from four of thirteen from three. When Cuse works into the paint and it doesn't just live and die by the three, they are a dangerous team. Let's f- go. He says, Whoa, whoa. Read, read it, read it, read it as a, uh, read it as it's written, Sean. He says, Okay, are you happy? Are you happy me dropping f bombs and having to go back and bleep them out, Tony? Does that does that make you happy? What are you groaning about? Um, what are you groaning about? Mm. Shut up, Joe. Shut up, Joe. He no, doesn't even fun. spell it no, right, by swear. the way. He doesn't even spell it right, by the way. At Ebola underscore O, I guess. Great win. Jim has to know UVA is going to try that backdoor look play. Virginia Tech did like five times in the second half. They didn't always execute, but it was there. Remember? Do you remember? what We, we have had problems with that in the past. With the back, little backdoor cut that we just get killed on. And for whatever reason, they leave it open. And I actually didn't notice that in the game. But 
Uh, if it's there, they'll expose it. That's for damn sure, especially uh, as talented as they are. Uh, let's see. International Jewish Sex Machine. Boy. All hmm. right. We got to build upon this win. Jim has realized that Richmond is that dude. Also, we need to play more consistent. Can't beat this tech team, then go get blown out in the next game. Well, boy, a lot of a lot of guys looking, a lot of these comments are looking towards the next game, and I don't want to just start giving it away here of what I think about that game. But I'll just say this, um, you know, Richmond is that dude. He is. He is. Plain and simple. That's all, all right. I got. That's it. That is it for fan feedback. Thank you to everybody who participated in fan feedback. Really appreciate it. Keep the buy, seller holds coming in fan feedback. I love that. It's fun. Especially, I know it's not easy to do it like every week for every game. But if you could, it would be great. So, anyway. All right, Joe. A quick turnaround. Sure. Playing tomorrow night. Number 13. On the road. Uh, the all-time series six at six, sits at six and eight in favor of UVA. The two teams met twice last year, splitting away games. We all remember the first meeting. It was the first game of the year to open up the season last year when Syracuse could only muster up 34 points against the vaunted pack line defense. Syracuse took the last meeting on January 11th of last year, 63-55 to 55 in overtime. Gerard led the Orange with 19 points, and Dolzhai racked up 12 rebounds in that win. UVA currently sits first in the ACC. They're 10 and 2, 6 and 0 in the ACC. 6-8, 218-pound senior forward Sam Hauser. He leads the Cavs in points per game with 14 and a half. Adding to their defensive threat, another snag uh, is their ability to score this year. I guess they could do it a little bit last year too, but this year they're pretty good. So far this season, they're averaging around 73 points a game. They're averaging 39% from the three with Hauser, Huff, and Murphy averaging 41, 44, and 51 from behind the arc, respectively. Virginia is ninth in the Ken Palm rankings and eighth in the net, making this a quad one game on the road, obviously. And it's worth noting that this is also a quad one game for UVA as well. So, Joe. As it goes, most of Syracuse's success this year, which we've seen here especially recently, is driving the ball and getting into the lane. UVA's defense is set up to just basically stop that, especially when you got 7-1 Jay Huff in there. Uh, they're going right. to try to force us to score from outside. Uh, we've, we know the, the woes that we've had there. So, first of all, what should the strategy be? Okay, Because if we're not hitting Joe... Um, then we have to do what has been working for us so far this year against a team that's probably the best at stopping it. So it's quite the dilemma. If you feel me? You, uh, yeah. If you know, you um, know. Well, so looking at this team, uh, Virginia is, I think, going in back to last year, I think they're on like a 15-game winning streak as far as uh, ACC. in the ACC, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, now they lost Diakiti from last year, but they brought in Sam Hauser, who he's a transfer from Marquette, had to sit out last year. He can shoot threes, you know, six eight, big guy. But when I look at their schedule, um, I'm not really impressed. Now I know that they're ten and two, and they've beat, you know, undefeated in the ACC. Uh, they've beaten Wake Forest, Boston College, Georgia Tech, Clemson, and Boston, or uh, sorry, and um, Notre Dame twice. So they haven't really played any of the big boys, and uh, one they lost the game early against San Francisco, second game of the season, and then when they played uh, a legit, you know, number one Gonzaga, 
they uh, they lost by 23. True. That. So I just don't know if they've if they've played enough people or teams, I should say, good teams, to really to have everything that we talked about be accurate. Now, yes, of course, looking at um, their recent box scores, uh, like Georgia Tech the other day, which is good because we they have an earlier turnaround than us. You know, I know we have an early turn turnaround, but they played, uh, they played after us. Yeah. So they gave them all they, they could really handle too at home. They only really played, you know, six deep. So obviously we know Huff being seven one, Hauser being six eight. Both those guys have shot a bunch of threes. Kiki Clark, five nine guard, but he plays good defense. He's gonna be, you know, let's see what happens with him and, and Gerard, but he shoots a bunch of threes. Um and then six three freshman Reese. Reese Beekman and um, Trey Murphy, who's a junior, 6'9 guard. So I think that helps, and those guys are probably in there because of their defense. So we're going to see, but there's some names here that I just don't remember. Uh, and obviously, um, you know, Morsel coming off the bench, he played 28 minutes last last game. And I, don't, I remember we talked about what Wolda – Wald Tonsay or whatever last year. I remember we tried talking, <laughs> what was it? What talking, was it? trying to. You try to say his name. What's his name? Tell me. Thomas Waldensay. I don't even know. He's from Italy. Anyway, from well, wait, from Bologna, it. Italy. Hold on. He played last year. He was a three, a, you know, a three point specialist, but he really wasn't that great last year. Well, the um, Tensay. Well, the Tensay. Yeah, that that guy. Yeah, and he only played one minute against Georgia Tech, and. Um, Cafaro, a seven-foot sophomore center, came in and played nine minutes for uh, for Huff. But they have they have a big team. I don't really know what to expect. To be perfectly honest with you, I just know that they're going to match up. They're going to be able to match up with us. Um, I remember watching Hauser at Marquette. He's a good player. We know Huff is going to give us problems. So again, it all depends on the whole you know defense and if we can get boards. Uh, same thing that we've always kind of talked about, you know, looking at Georgia Tech out of the 52 shots, Key, Clark, Huff and Hauser took 33 of them. So those are going to be your main guys you're looking at. Oh, they take uh, a ton. Those guys yeah. take a ton. Forwards. And they take they take threes. And again, they don't really go deep. So if we can kind of play aggressive the way we have and get in foul, tr- get some of those guys in foul trouble, you know, a Jay Huff or a Hauser in foul trouble, then obviously – that would be beneficial for us, but uh, I don't really think that this team is better than last year's team as far as Virginia, and I'm just waiting to see. I'm not going to sit there and say that we're going to win, and I'm not going to go on a limb or anything, but I'm just saying that when I look at who they've played and what their lineup is, um, I'm not necessarily sold on this Virginia team. Okay, fair enough. Now, um, what your, your coach, Beheim, okay? Coach Joe Beheim, what what is what is your strategy? Do you do you have a strategy? Do you have a plan A and a plan B? I mean, obviously you do. I'm just saying, what is your main strategy to 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 start off this game? Because you know they did struggle to score last night against Tech, but they have been pretty pretty good at scoring. Right. So, I mean, I I think it's the same thing, man. I think that. I think that Quincy, you tell Quincy to go at Sam Hauser and you tell Doljai, you know, hopefully he can get the ball. <laughs> go at Jay Huff. To go at Jay Huff. I mean, that's, 
you got to try to do it. Uh, again, he's quicker than Jay Huff, and if he can get the ball away from the basket and there's not any really help because you can't help on – if some guy's guarding any of our other four players, you really can't help. And that's the one thing we have with our team. So, again, it's finding the mismatches. If our, We're going to be able to take advantage of 5'9", Kiki Clark, or I think, are we going to be I able th- to drive on some of these bigger guys, maybe get them in foul trouble because – they're not very deep either. Yeah, no, that's true. And, I mean, look, so obviously they keep four guys behind the arc and they just clog up the lane. And, you know, we saw how well Dolajai and Quincy did getting some of these guys in foul situations. And I think, I think you're right. I think that's what you do. I think that's, your, that's what Syracuse is best at. Obviously, if there's shots open, you take them if you think you can hit. But I don't want to go down this road where that's how we start the game and then we fall behind and now we're trying to adjust. I think you do what you're best at and and you stick with that and you just that's you know get them in a situation where they might have to play a little bit more less aggressive on defense because you you know you're getting to the line like that's that's the bread and butter this year. That has to be. Well, yeah, I, that's what we've been doing the last two games. That's what we need to do, uh, especially when you're playing against Virginia and the way that uh, that um, <clears throat> they play defense. Uh, I, you just you can't you can't force the issue too much and, and make bad decisions, but you also can't just settle for jumpers. So uh, I think we've been getting better with that the last two games, and. Um, that's just what we have to continue. It might be difficult in the beginning, but um, you got to stick with you know, it. You, you got to stay. Yeah, you got to stick with it. Figure out what works. Figure out how to get the matchups and where the match. You know the good matchups and you know the advantages and, and where you can get them. Um, but you can't allow. And that's what Virginia does and has been good in the past. Is that their defense and just the way that they play. It just frustrates. It allows other teams to basically just get frustrated and start to play frazzled and, and just not. Just make mistakes, and you just can't do that when you play against Virginia because most of the time they're not going to score enough to blow you out. So if you just stay patient right. and figure it out, you're going to be in the game with them. And you saw that with Georgia Tech. Right, so. and, and, and that was when uh, to, <laughs> to International Jewish Sex Machine's comment about going uh, can't beat Tech and then go and get blown out in the next game. That's kind of where I was at. I think that Syracuse can keep this game close because let's be honest, they're, if, if they play the defense that they've been playing and then they also um, stick with the offensive game plan that they that works or that has been working better, I think that this game stays close. And I think that gives them a fair shot even on the road. They do allow some fans there, but I'm not sure like what the situation is because it just doesn't seem like there's a ton of them. So... Um, you know, I just, I like our chances. I, 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 I kind of do. I kind of do too. So, so no, I know, I know you don't want to fluff it and then go in and get blown out, which, you know, I just, that's not how I feel either, Joe. I feel I'm, I'm with you. I feel like this is, this is not a great matchup for us as far as the defense goes because of the way our offense has struggled. But I think we figured something out and I think we know, and I think coach knows obviously what works. And I think there's a lot of options for Syracuse on the, on the offensive end to where they can try to get something to work. So we'll, we'll just have to see. Yeah. But well, this, we, we get offensive from everywhere. 
But when you look exactly. at a team like Virginia, yeah. you know it's really only coming from three Huff players. And, Huff and Hauser and uh, what's his name? Kehi Clark. He, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You know, you get your random three-point shots from other other players. But, uh, I mean, you look at Beekman. He played 39 minutes against Jordan Tech at six points. So he's shot five shots. Murphy, same thing, shot four shots at three points. And, uh, I mean, that's just not going to – when you have to rely on three people, if one of those guys, if we get one of those guys in foul trouble, it's going to be tough. If Kehi Clark, Kehi Clark went one for ten against Georgia Tech, if he does that against us, it's going to be tough, right? Yeah. So, the one big thing, like we said, is just it's defense and rebounding. So you got to keep harping on because we have the offensive, we have the guys. We're going to find something, you know. And if 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 they're on Joe and they can't figure something out, you know, that'd be that'd be perfect to throw Kadari in there and have. You know, where's your matchup? Who's Kihi Clark going to guard when Kadari's in there for Joe? Yeah, he's in trouble. Yeah. Clark's in he'd trouble. Have to, he'd have to go to, to Buddy, probably. Yeah, he'd probably have to go to Buddy, which is not a great matchup for him. He's just probably a little quicker, but, I mean. Well, that's fine, but you know Buddy's going to be able to get shoot. it to his spot and sure. just shoot over him. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, it should be fun. Uh, I wish we had more time to get the to get the preview out. So, um <laughs> It's one day turnaround. Yeah, one day turnaround is kind of tough, but we will. At least we're here, though. Yeah, at least we're here doing it for you, but um, because we love it mostly. Uh, So, anyways, I appreciate all you guys. Look, we'll see what happens, and we will get back here as soon as we can. Um, I just want to say thank you to Bet Online again. Thanks to all of you who who make it worth it and make it fun. We appreciate you. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. Hey.